A win against the Northwest Oranges saw us climb to 13 points above the drop zone, with three goals scored and a bumper crowd heading home in delight. All sunshine and roses in the garden then? Maybe? Maybe not. Number one goal has always been to stay up this season, so the main question remains, are we nearly there yet? Joining us today on the Tyler's Den podcast is, of course, myself. I'm standing in as a host because everyone else has gone on holiday, but also a uh, football mastermind, football league legend. How else can we describe him? Um, all-round good egg, Adam Jones. How are you, mate? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm delighted with that intro, uh, I have to say. Uh, football league uh, mastermind. Um, not sure about that. And I'm not sure about Northwest uh, Oranges either, or whatever you call Blackpool, but uh, we'll go along with it. Um, but no, as I said, I mean, you know, the weekend, it's, it's always better, isn't it, when your team wins. So, um, no, I'm absolutely delighted with, with the victory. And um, and because of that, I can't really have too many complaints. I like to mix up a bit. It's boring if you keep saying like Blackpool this, Blackpool that. So I thought, you know, Northwest Oranges, why not? But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's an acquired taste, put it that way. Right. Well, we're going to get into um, the recap of uh, what is essentially, you know, a, a vital three points. Uh, before we do that, massive thanks to our sponsors, as always, who support us in, in lots of different ways. Uh, if you like what we do, then by all means, leave us a tip online. Uh, all the details are on the website and through the podcast and everything else. So thank you for all your support. If you do that, because it allows us to bring you premium quality content just like this today. So let's get straight into the recap uh, from a much needed win against Blackpool. Come rain or shine, it's time to relive the latest match action with the recap. Right, Adam, um, we needed it massively. Uh, well, I'll, I'll kind of run through some some key stats sort of later on in the show, you know, about the game, but also generally as, as the season's gone on. Um, second win of of 2023, obviously excluding the the, the win in the cup against Watford. Um, are we playoff bound then? Um, I don't think so, to be honest with you. Um, I think, uh, as Paul Lintz has said multiple times, I know that it's going to get on a lot of people's nerves, but the goal is always going to be 50 points and then we build from there. and. Um, you know, if we have that common goal, then that gives us something to aim for. And the fact that we're on, I think it's 44 now, um, is very promising. But for me, um, there's I think there's too many teams to get past in terms of playoffs. And I think, um, you know, there's one word between those who get the top six and those who fall short, and that's consistency. And um, unfortunately, we haven't got that. But to be fair to us, we did, you know, we haven't needed to be consistent this season. We just needed to get to the 50 points. And, um, you know, we're currently on track to do so. So, um, again, I can't really have too many kind of uh, complaints about that, really. But, yeah, I, I don't think we're playoff bound at all. Um, I think we'll finish pro- probably lower mid-table. But a lot of us fans would have taken that, at the, you know, at the start of the season. So, um, yeah, I, I think we're getting perhaps a little bit ahead of ourselves if we're saying playoffs. But, um, you know, I, I think perhaps hopefully we'll do just about enough to uh, stay in the division. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to agree with you. There was there was a few people sort of getting a bit carried away with with looking up the table rather than obviously down. And you know, I I appreciate and respect the optimism to a point, but you know, playoffs is um is a little bit far fetched at this stage. And you know, realistically, as I said, we've we, you know we've come into the new year. Form hasn't been great. Performances haven't been great. Style of play, if there is one, has has, has been pretty poor all around so yeah look it, it for me it was a, a vital three points that that gives us a bit more of a cushion kind of leading into to what is essentially going to be March madness for us because we're, we're playing some some difficult teams which we'll we'll talk about later on 
Um, I mean, in in terms of the win, you know, it, we're coming to the end of a block of games that you would have said, you know, minimum six points, which is, we've got. You know, we beat Rotherham, obviously lost to, to Cardiff in, and that, you know, quite frankly, disgusting game, and and obviously beat Blackpool yesterday. So, from that point of view, we for me, we've done the bare minimum. Do you think, in terms of the way that we set up yesterday, that was a kind of a departure from what we've seen in the last few games? Do you think that we were kind of a lot more, um, shall we say, front-footed than, than we have been? And ultimately, do you think that, and here's the key question, Adam, if we were playing better opposition, do you think we still would have come out on top? Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it, really? I mean, in terms of Blackpool, they had quite a few chances early on. And I think against a better side, we would have gone behind. But um, no, thank God, uh, you know, Mick McCarthy's men couldn't finish their dinner. Um, it, quite frankly, they were very, very poor. Um, in front of goal in terms of their finishing. Um, so that's one kind of uh, positive for us um, and perhaps a negative as well because if you know if they'd been a better team, then I think um, you know, we would have found ourselves behind, as I was saying. Um, in terms of our approach, I think, yeah, we were kind of on the front foot. I think it's because of a mix of factors. I think one, because of, you know, Blackpool were quite poor on the day and, um, you know, that probably gave us the confidence to come forward at home. I think the fact that we were at home as well perhaps played a part in us perhaps going forward a little bit more than than we otherwise would. Um, I don't think the formation played a huge part. I think um, there's been a kind of a little bit of a misconception really um, since Paul Lintz has come in. I mean, a lot of people think that a back five is a negative and of course having a back four allows the player forward and perhaps that makes a little bit of a difference. But you can still be 100% kind of attacking without the need to have, um, you know, without the need to have a back four. You can, can easily have a back three and still attack, you know, with the wing backs. Um, you know, as as uh, Nottingham Forest showed last season when they got promoted. So um, I'm not sure that the formation played too much of a kind of a, a part in that. But I think he did get the system right yesterday. Um, I was a little bit hesitant about McIntyre against Bowler. I think Bowler's a very good player, and he showed that at times yesterday. Um, but no, I, I think um, you know the system w- w- was right. Um, I definitely persist with it. I mean, I, I like the back three, but. Um, I think I'd go forward perhaps with a, with a back four. I think maybe dependent on the opposition. Um, but yeah, I, I was very pleased with our approach. I think that the players that we selected as well helped our cause. I think, you know, Mamadou Loom and his passing isn't great really. And that sets the tone for the rest of the team. So having him out of the starting 11 um, is, um, you know, can only be a positive really, um, you know, for, for this kind of game with the floor and passing. Obviously, Cassaday, um, who I thought did very well, um, you know, he, he he proved his worth. Um, and obviously having Hendrick and Ince there in the middle. And I liked having kind of Ince in a little bit of a deeper role, um, kind of taking kind of control of the game and, and kind of controlling the tempo. Um, and also having the wingers there, I think, um, paid dividends for us. I think Yeti Mate was absolutely superb um, down that right-hand side. You know, had the left back you know, completely on toast. I think it was Garbutt. Um, and, and gave him an, an absolute nightmare, and it's just um, it's just a shame that he hasn't been involved in in other games recently. But um, no, I mean I'm, I'm I was very pleased with yesterday, um, and to be fair to Int, so I've, I've, I've criticised him a lot recently. Um, but you know he he did get some things right yesterday, and I've, I've got to admit that. Yeah, I mean it's an interesting one about Mate, as you mentioned, because you know this is a player that's been what benched for the last five out of six games. Obviously started yesterday for. For the first time in a in a long time, really, um, and he for me was he was a difference maker. You know, you can obviously look at, at, at Thomas Junior in terms of his contribution because he was excellent yesterday. But Mate having him on the right wing, as as we all know as Reading fans, 
um, can can really be the difference maker in these games. And and he said himself, you know, if I'm not if I'm not running at defenders, if I'm not taking people on, if I'm not chasing balls down, then you're not really seeing the real me. And I think having someone like him back in the side, and you know, we're very good as as Reading fans at going, oh yeah, well, when we get this player back, we're going to be do this, and when this player's you know come in or whatever, then we're, we're going to be much better. But Mate for me is always one of those players. And it sounds obvious, but when he's played in the right position, you know, he he really is a is a game changer for us. And he's been sort of consistently okay and 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 you know, better than okay in some respects over the last few seasons. So I was really, really pleased with him, really. In terms of um, you know, how we were, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna pick up a couple of quotes later on, but um you know, it was almost a game of two halves, wasn't it? First half we were we were kind of on the front foot or rather on the front foot a lot more than we'd been previously. But but second half we just kind of sat back a little bit, didn't we? What for you in that second half? You know, <laughs> apart from the goals, what what was the key thing for you in terms of us seeing out that win and, and actually getting the three points? Um, I, I I just think whether in that storm, kind of in the early stages of the the second half, I know that you know we we went on the on the back foot and um, could have easily found ourselves uh, at one one, but the fact that we weathered that storm was um, you know a, a real positive for us. I know. We've been notorious, really, uh, at times in recent seasons of starting game poor, um, starting the second half poorly, and 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 it's just good, I think, that we managed to kind of hold on, and then we kind of managed to build from there. Got a little bit of a break, and then you know one long ball forward, uh, you know, hook ball forward, and Yakumate's on it with with his pace and um, you know with his strength as well, um, and obviously getting the getting the penalty. So I think for me, kind of making sure that we weathered that storm. Um, and didn't concede, I think, was a big plus for us. Um, I think there was a lot of nervousness going into the game about how Naby Sarr and, and Dan would perform perhaps together in a back four. I know they've both been criticised um, in recent times. I think that actually Saar has been it's actually been quite good in, in recent games in terms of being in the middle of the back three. Obviously, he was in a, a back four yesterday and I thought, you know, that he had a mixed game. Um, I think Dan also had a little bit of a mixed game. There was one kind of nervy moment, but, um, you know, those two, you know, managed to you know pick up a clean sheet, and that's all that mattered really at the end of the day because we managed to get forward and, and get, well, actually didn't get ourselves a clean sheet, but you know, nearly did get ourselves a clean sheet, and and the fact that we managed to get ourselves forward and, and get three goals, um, you know, it was important that we did remain solid for for the vast majority of the game. Um, I, I was a little bit disappointed, obviously, with the, with, with the consolation. I think the defenders were as well, um, but you know, the game was was safe by then, and um, you know, I'm just glad that we. Conceded at the end, rather than um, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, I think we kind of d- defended quite well uh, in the early stage of that second half. Obviously, being on the back foot wasn't ideal, but um, we managed to get through it in the end, and and only conceding one goal in the end. That's the that's the most important stat. I mean, uh, you know, I said in the column, picking up on on Dan and Sarah, I I think they did just about enough in that game, really. You know, in in terms of what they were face with you know a team that that really could still be playing now and and wouldn't have many more shots on target so you know they 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 just about got by um i think the concern is obviously when we go to to borough on saturday and you're you know you choose a back four which i would say is is probably worthwhile doing um you know moving forward maybe not on on saturday but generally as a system it it allows us a little bit more creative freedom moving forward but when they're up against you know better strikers than they had yesterday they're really going to struggle um you know at times they got turn in circle of a of an artillery really so it's it's very very difficult to have a lot of confidence in in those two 
Um, you know, I, I'm reading direct quotes here from the Football League paper that's come out today, and these are from Ince after the game. I know he did a lot of different presses, but this is this is what he said to these guys. In the second half, 1-0 is never a good score for us. We've done it before, 1-0 up, but we're sitting deep and then sitting deeper. How can you go, and this is a key point, Adam, how can you go from the first 45 minutes when you're playing some good stuff to just like defending deep and can't get hold of the ball? Question mark. So from, from a kind of stepping away from the game slightly, it's a concern that he's asking those questions of anyone except himself, really, because you know he, he sets the team up. So my concern in, in, in the first period of the second half was like, what has he said to him? You know, what what has what has changed from the first half where we did look, you know, a lot more lively than we have been. You know, what what was the concern there about not trying to see the game out and, and really going for it, you know, quicker than what was it, the seventieth minute when when Carroll converted that penalty? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a very, very strange one. Um I, I do like people taking collective responsibility so the players as well as the manager um but the fact is i mean paul Lintz has had a year to put a stamp on the team and you know why is he asking us as you as you mentioned why is he asking us that question you know he should be the one that, that's providing the answers really along with his coaching staff so that's a little bit of a concern for me um but yeah we do need to kind of get ourselves out of that habit because um you know it, even um, yeah, perhaps some of it, some of his quotes as well perhaps shows that he's contributing to it. You know, I think it was it was even before the Cardiff game. I think it was before the Cardiff game where he said, you know, we need to stay in the game. Well, why don't we take the game to them? I mean, they had a terrible home record, and we're not underestimating Cardiff, but we've got to have confidence in ourselves. We've got to have confidence in our own ability. And and some of his quotes and some of his comments are just you know nothing short of bizarre, really. So it's a strange one. Um, you know, we need to see an improvement in that area before the end of the season if he's to fully convince Mark Bowen that he's perhaps the, the man to take us forward. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, I think we, we're both kind of similar in the fact that we're not convinced about about Ince. Um, and it's a very strange one because we've done a lot better than we expected in terms of points. Um, but yeah, I think his, his, his comments are not helping and perhaps his tactics as well. So it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a strange one. I mean, we've just got to wait and see between now and the end of the season, whether he's learned his lessons and, and whether he, you know, stops repeating, um, you know, the, the same mistakes, to be honest with you, because there have been mistakes where we've, you know, there have been times where we've sat back, you know, especially in the, in the Sunderland, both the Sunderland and the, the Cardiff games, where the, 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 both teams were arguably there for the taking and we could have perhaps, you know, nicked a goal and nicked a win. So, yeah, he, he does need to take a little bit of responsibility as well, Wins. We'll come back to Inton in a bit. I, I just want to kind of round up the, um, the, you know, the Blackpool game, really. Our very own Bobbins, uh, if you haven't read his articles, he does, um, they're called Five Things. He does them every, after every game. Very, very good, actually. Fair play to him, if he's listening. Um, and he, he kind of came out with, with three points that I want to pick up on. Movement, menace, composure. Now, if you're watching that game and you're, you're not, you know, you're not looking at the stats, which I'll read out in a minute, I think we did all those things to a point. You know, we we had we had some menace. We were going after him in in some respects. We had a lot more movement, particularly in the, in the final third of the pitch. And as you said earlier, Adam, we had composure to kind of weather the storm a little bit, not panic, and then obviously get the the two goals to to really seal the deal. On the stats, if you've not watched that game, you know, say you're a Blackpool fan, you've not watched it, um, you haven't gone to the game, and you're looking at this afterwards, right? The, the, these are the key points: possession. We had 43%, they had 57%. 
We had eight shots in total. They had 14. We had five on target. They had four on target. But this, this for me, is the key one, right? We had 300 complete passes. They had 410. So this is the, you know, this is not just a one-off for us. This is the story of the season. And I think, you know, a lot of people now are starting to talk about or really focus on the players that we've got and and kind of what Ince has done with us. The, the, the final question I want to ask you really about, about the game is, do, do you think, based on the, the stats I've just read out and just the balance of the game in general, do you think we got lucky? Um, to an extent, um, washing machine's just going off, so um, <clears throat> uh, please uh, do bear with that. Um, I mean, in terms of, did we get lucky? Um, I, I think, to an extent, yes. I think the Seasiders, um, in terms of their finishing, if, if there were better finishers on the pitch, I think they'd probably be ahead. Um, it would be a much closer game. Um, but you make your own luck as well. And, and I think we had a lot more substance possession. Um, you know, Blackpool popped the ball about nicely at times, um, but they didn't do enough with it in the end. And, and that's the bottom line. I mean, the only stat that matters at the end of the day, um, arguably, is it, a scoreline. I mean, you know, we talk about possession and, and all that, but you know, it's all about the score and we got the three points and that was absolutely vital for us. You look at it on the other hand and you're saying we've had 43% possession against the side that are in the relegation zone. What are we going to be like against Sheffield United, you know, in a, a week or two's time? Um, and it is a little bit of a concern. I mean, I want us to dominate games. I don't want us to play, you know, Russell Martin, Swansea City style football. Um, but I do want us to completely dominate games and, and you could tell even during the game, we were on the back foot a little bit. You know, we were happy to sit behind the ball at times. You know, that was pretty apparent, you know, throughout the game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, getting full, we, we were a lot better. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as long as we see kind of small steps of in, improvement between now and the end of the season, I of course, I'm not sure about ints, as, as you know, we, we, we both touched on. But, um, you know, we've we, we done OK on, on Saturday and, and got a three points. So, I mean, in terms of luck, uh, you know, I, I think you make your own luck, and I think you know Blackpool at the end of the day uh, just weren't clinical enough, and um, you know we did well enough to take our chances. We capitalised on a good moment at two 0 to make it three 0 You know, um, in such a you know short space of time. Um, so, you know, would I say we're lucky? Not too lucky because um, we showed a little bit more quality in front of goal. Uh, you know, on the day. I mean, I think you know you you, you make some good points there. We. <laughs> They were pretty wasteful, you know, to have to have 14 shots, only four on target, obviously scored one. But that's that's a terrible conversion rate for them in, in that 90 minutes, really. Um, I mean, moving away from Blackpool, you know, the, the context of the season, the next couple of games, we've got Borough, uh, we've got Sheffield United, we've got Millwall, we've got Blackburn. All those clubs, you know, maybe Bar, Sheffield United, obviously, I know they won yesterday, but they're they're kind of in form and, and kind of fine at the top end of the, of the table. So feasibly, we could then go four games without a win or any points particularly. That does make it very, very difficult then to be <laughs> to be positive about, you know, not getting dragged into the relegation zone. I personally still think we'll do all right. I don't I don't see one of those teams, and that's all it's going to take, ca- kind of catching us at the moment in terms of that 13-point cushion that we're we're kind of currently enjoying. Um you know, these these stats are, are kind of these are facts. These this is not my opinion. This is kind of posted without comment stuff. As I said earlier, we've won two games in the league this calendar year. That's Blackpool, uh, Blackpool and, and Rotherham. Obviously, we beat Watford in the cup, but 
you know, take that out. We've we've won two league games in, in 2023. And the next time we play, we're into March. We've got 44 points, 14th in the league at the moment until the games are played sort of to round off the weekend today and tomorrow. We're 13 points off the relegation zone. Uh, we've kind of 15th in the form table over the last six games. We've got seven points from the last six, which, you know, is is what it is. Um, and we've lost 12 away games this season and we've conceded 30 goals. In the context of the season and kind of what all of our expectations were realistically at the start of the season, do you think that Ince has done his job? And do you think he's done it well enough based on where we are as a club right now? No, it's, a, it's a very difficult one, isn't it? Because I, I mean... I've been thinking for some time now. I mean, in terms of taking us forward, kind of for the long term, I'm not sure about him taking us forward for the long term. I maintain that. I mean, I stand by that. Um, and you know, arguably, I would have got rid of him after after the Cardiff game because um, I was just so enraged about it. Um, but you, you've got to say that he has arguably done his job in terms of you know getting us to the to the points that we need at the moment. Um, obviously there's still a, a way to go so he hasn't completely done his job yet he still needs to get us that 50 points and then so secures us kind of secures mathematical safety and then we'll have a kind of rethink about it but it, for me our performances just haven't been up to scratch a lot of them um, and it, I, I find it really hard to say because I don't want to put a dampener on yesterday I was absolutely buzzing after the game three points always makes a weekend better as I was saying at the start um, but just some of the performances just haven't been great I mean a lot of people have said, "What about the embargo and the fact that we have got, kind of got a limited squad?" and and I, I I appreciate that. I appreciate that we have got a limited squad, but I feel like we could be getting a bit more out of them in terms of you know getting Nestor Guinness Walker up the up the left, getting Aziz up the left as well, and kind of I don't know generating some sort of excitement as well, and and, and kind of you know away from home actually take the game to the opposition. You know, they're, they're, you know you could look at um, the Paul Ince debate from from inside. It's, it's no wonder, really, that the, the debate is so divided about it on social media. There's a lot of people that are unhappy and a lot of people that are happy. And, and you can see both sides. But, yeah, in terms of long term, yeah, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, in terms of him taking us to the summer, uh, you know, maybe that's uh, that'll be a, a good idea. But but beyond then, I'm, I'm not 100% convinced. But um, we'll see what happens between now and the end of the season. If we somehow improve quite vastly um, then I'm sure that, that, that there will be a rethink among some fans but yeah it, it's a very difficult question to answer Well it's a good job we don't have to answer it isn't it I mean I, you know there is um, there is a growing divide here and, and, and people are saying look you know we need to stay up and, and I completely respect that I do I really do but when you know when he's coming out with, with comments um, like he did yesterday and you know obviously I read the ones from from the paper earlier but the the, the comment about uh Mate being a right winger and um you know that's probably his best position we, we know that we, we've you know we've watched him for like three or four years in those positions and, and we know that so why is it taking 12 months to go oh yeah he could do a job there it that that for me is really really concerning and can I, can I just say you know, that the, can I just say something very yeah. quickly because I feel like I've got the kind of I can I kind of summarised it. I mean, he's making stuff for him like so much harder than it needs to be. He makes he's making things so much harder, so much harder, and I'm not sure why. Because you know you've got players like Aziz and Guinness Walker who can get down the left wing. Even if you put Guinness Walker down the left wing, I mean, he can provide us with something a bit different. He's just making things so difficult for himself, and he repeats mistakes as well, which is just puzzling, really. 
Well, the, I mean, that, you know, my next point is going to be about Guinness Walker and the fact that he's basically rearranged the defence and the midfield to not accommodate <laughs> the only left back or or available left back that we've got at the moment, and that that for me is just insane. I I really really can't understand that. You know, I'm not I'm not expecting sort of you know Pep Barcelona era at all. I'm really not, and I don't want people thinking, oh yeah, you know, we've gone really negative and stuff because that's not the case, but. It, it, it's the comments and the constant, we know where we are as a club, like the embargo is the embargo. We're not the only club who hasn't spent any money. And to constantly keep sort of saying, oh yeah, we're misfits, the players no one else wanted. I just think, God, if he was my, if he was my boss, would I want to work for him? I probably wouldn't. Like, and I don't understand how the players sort of keep doing it. And and, and I think one of the positives is for the first time in, in a long while, I don't blame the players on the pitch. I see a lot of effort. I see a lot of, of endeavour to try and do things positively. So it's it, it's a really difficult one. Um, and I, you know, I really hope that at the end of the season, we were obviously safe. Maybe even before that, we'll be safe. And the club go, look, thanks, Paul. Really appreciate what you've done. You can leave with your head held iron, off you go. Um, and the other thing we've got to remember is, obviously, this might have taken its toe as well, a little bit like it did with, with Pauno last year. But by the time he left, he was just an absolute shell of a man, and it was probably better for himself that he wasn't, you know, he wasn't managing the club. So it's going to be an interesting one to play out. Um, and it's not, you know, it's not being negative for negative sake, but it's just looking at the available facts. You know, yes, the home form has been better. That's brilliant because we've been absolutely tragic at home over the last three or four seasons. But you know, there, there are certain things, as you said, that he just does, and it's like, what? Why? Why would you? make that decision you know why are you kind of almost going against the grain to just be difficult so yeah it's it's going to be going to be tricky moving forward to, to make those decisions you're listening to the tilehurst end podcast by reading fans for reading fans um we're going to do a quick roundup of, of the club because we always like to give our um, our listeners what, what's going on the women are currently playing uh, against Spurs in the Cup down at Leighton Orient last time I checked it was nil nil. I don't think there's any movements we are doing this obviously at sort of Sunday afternoon so that game's still going on but it was nil nil at half time um, the under 21s their last game was uh, 13th of February they beat Beaconsfield 2-0 interesting fixture that one actually going down to Beaconsfield um, I know there was quite a few fans that, that made the journey down as well and by all accounts that was a, a pretty good performance they play Millwall on Monday so that'd be interesting how they get on there uh, the under 18s they last played on the 18th of Feb and they beat QPR 1-0 so good result but then <laughs> to be fair most people beat QPR these days so it's good that they were able to, to keep that up they were supposed to play Bristol City yesterday um, couldn't find a score on either side which is a bit odd so I don't know if that game actually went ahead or if it was postponed or whatever but their next game uh, regardless is on the 4th of March which is next week and they're playing Charlon There's another huge game ahead for the Royals so be loud and be proud for the big match preview With that in mind, we're going to have a little look at our weekend fixture where we head to Middlesbrough, um, who are, you know, to be honest with you, Adam, absolutely resurgent under Michael Carrick. Uh, who who would have thought that a player such as him, storied career, and then getting his training, his managerial coaching training at Manchester United would have stood him in such good stead. Have you been impressed with the way that Borough have attacked the league since he's come in? Yeah, I have been. Actually, very surprised with um, what he's done, really. I mean, in terms of him switching to a back four, I always thought that a back five suited Borough, but he's come in, um, you know, you know, switched formation, um, you know, put his stamp on the team. He's got 
Chubak from obviously was was decent towards the end of uh, Wilder's reign, but he's got him firing still, uh, and that's a big positive. Obviously, as number ten, which is a bit of a strange position, really, fact from considering he's uh, usually a striker. But no, I've been very impressed uh, with what he's done. I know that he's had he's got a lot of squad depth at his disposal and and the quality of players as well, and the fact that he's been able to bring in a few of his own players in in January. Obviously, that all counts. Um, but no, I've been very impressed with him, um, and. You know that they they put themselves in a good position, perhaps to to, to be promoted. Um, I know that perhaps automatic promotion is perhaps a little bit of a a little bit of a a step too far, maybe for them. Um, they'll you know keep on challenging until the end, but obviously Sheffield United, the strength of them, you know, it can't be underestimated. So um, no, I think they've been very good. I think um, they've recruited very well in in terms of you know bringing in like a, a some young players as well, like Marcus Force, who's only going to get better. He can be sold on for a decent amount in the future. Um, and yeah, I mean, it seems like a very steady ship at the Riverside at the moment. I know that and obviously there was uh, some fallings out, I think, behind the scenes between Chris Wilder and, and the board. But ever since Carrick has come in, it's been a very kind of steady ship. I think that everyone's now kind of pulling in the right direction. And, um, you know, fair play to them because they're, they're kind of a well-oiled machine now. They've got a, a good owner who who understands the, the, the supporters and the, and, and the local area and, and and um, you know has been has, has been in football for a long time, so it's no surprise really that they're doing well considering the captain who's at the at the wheel is is kind of experienced. Um, but you know Michael Carrick has done exceptionally well considering this is his first kind of full time you know head coach job. I know that he took charge of United for a couple of games, but no, he's done fantastically well and and fair play to him for that. I mean, yeah, as you say, Akpom's on, I think he's on 19 goals, isn't he? And he's, no one's really close to him uh, at the moment. He's kind of way out in front there. So, yeah, they're, they're going really well. Obviously, fairly in the table, 57 points, looking good potentially for, for automatic promotion in that second place spot. Very, very tightly packed playoff uh, spaces at the moment. You know, there, there's very small gaps in between those teams that are very, very easily filled. But at the moment, they they do look good to, to finish certainly in the top three, uh, potentially in the top two. Uh, last six games, they got 15 points. They won five straight until yesterday when they lost 2-0 uh, to West Brom. Um, I mean, in terms of the other players, obviously we, we talked about Akpom a little bit, but you know, what have you made of, of players like Archer, um, maybe sort of a resurgent, you know, Johnny Housen? And obviously they, you know, they've got, got players like Paddy McNair, um, you know, kind of a good group of players there. Um, do you, I mean... It, are you quite concerned about how we're going to fare against, you know, certainly their their front two or front three? You know, I think Riley McGree's kind of up there as well, isn't he? So, it, are you are you kind of looking at Saturday with a little bit of dread from a Reading point of view at the moment, Adam? Yeah, unfortunately, and that's not because of a lack of belief in us, but because of the fact that the Borough have been, you know, so fantastic. Really, you know, you, you look at players like Cameron Archer; he performed very well against Sheffield United in such a, a big game. Turned up was actually a threat on the wing as well as through the middle, which, you know, was going to cause perhaps a, a few problems at the weekend. Obviously, as you mentioned, Johnny Howson, I think is a, a very kind of integral player. I think that um, a player from Rotherham's coming, isn't he, in, in January that may take his place for the long term. Belasa, I think his name is. Um, and they've just got so much depth. I think that's the, the one thing that really scares me as well as about, you know, just as much as the quality as the depth and the fact that they can bring in some, some very kind of experienced options from the bench, not just kind of in attack, but also... In terms of their defence as well, Dale Fry was on the bench. I think uh, you know during their game against West Brom, just shows you the strength of their squad. So I am a little bit scared about that. I'm not going to lie to you, but you know um, I can perhaps see this game as a little bit of a free hit. So you know, let's go for it and and and, and see how it goes. 
Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think it's going to be very difficult for us to expect anything other than a loss there, really. Um, but I, I think the concern, as I said earlier, is that those losses become, you know, they, they start to mount up. We've got a very, very difficult march, as I've said previously. So, it, you know, even if we get a point, that's a great result and that keeps us sort of ticking over a little bit, really. Um, if, you're, if you're Paul Lynch, do you... Do you look at yesterday and go, yeah, do you know what? That that setup and that team selection can compete with Borough. Do you tweak it slightly? Do you change it completely? Like what do you do this week in terms of trying to trying to prepare the team for you know for what is essentially a, a tough game on Saturday? Well, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because you're tempted to go with a back three again, uh, to kind of match up with the uh, with the four two kind of three one that they have. Um I think we, we need to put, focus on ourselves a little bit because if we focus too much on them, overawed by the occasion especially going to the river side as well where there's a big crowd so for us I think it's just it's just focusing on us and what we can do and and kind of getting ourselves kind of more assured on the ball I think at times we look a little bit nervous on the ball and perhaps that's because we go direct quite a bit of time and you know sometimes I think it's about getting that mix of playing it and uh, and lofting that up perhaps to Andy Carroll on occasions Um, it's about getting that balance and and if we can get that balance then I think we'll give them an okay game but yeah, I can't see anything other than a, a loss in this one, unfortunately. But hopefully, they prove us wrong. I think what's interesting is, you know, we've had we've had injuries and and you know suspensions and stuff. And with all due respect to those players, I don't think we've missed them massively. Really, I think if you look at you know certainly the players that started yesterday for me, Cassidy starts again. Um, obviously, Mate starts. I thought Mbengue was fantastic at, at, at right back, um, but we, we you know we know that he can. Um, he can put in a shift sort of anywhere on that right side and and, and possibly even, you know, one of the centre-backs in a back three. So for me, I, I guess that's the positive is we're not looking at players and going, oh, we desperately need this person back or this player back or whatever. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how he, he sets us up for that, really. Um, you'd, you'd expect that, that one of Loom or Fauna probably comes into the midfield as well, potentially. But again, I guess it depends on the system, doesn't it, really? We'll, We'll have to see how that goes. In in, in terms of predictions, then, and this is always the, the worst part of it. Um, I, do you know what? I nearly got it yesterday. When it was 2 0, I was like, right, leave it at that. Because I've I've done quite well this season. I think I'm still top um of the of the predictions league. So I'm I'm really chuffed with that, regardless of what's what's going on on the pitch. But in, in terms of your prediction for um for the game on Saturday, Adam, what, what are you saying for this? I'm gonna go with a 2 0 borough win, um, unfortunately. Um I'm not sure it'll be an absolute hammering. I think we'll perhaps give a good account of ourselves up there. But um, yeah, I can't see anything other than other than a loss, especially if the likes of Archer and Force are available. Um, subs, I think, perhaps will make a difference for them if things aren't going all their own way. And there's a chance that that will happen. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. But uh, I, I'm not I'm not hopeful. But hopefully, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get something from the game. But I'm going to go with a, a two 0 loss and. To be fair to you, I think we time is just about right because there's just under two minutes left to go uh, until we've got to get off this because there's a 40-minute limit on uh, Zoom. Look at that, amazing. Not only am I good at predictions, but good at timekeeping as well. Um, I had um, I had 3-0 Borough and I think, um, you know, as, as long as it stays under four for those travelling fans that are going up there, you know, then then it, it, it could potentially could be seen as a good result. I don't know. Maybe we'll clutch some straws, I'm not sure. Um, Adam, listen, Thank you so much for joining me on this um, this Sunday afternoon. Hope you have a really good week. No worries, mate. No, absolute pleasure. And um, yeah, been, been a pleasure being with you on the podcast again. It's been good. Cheers, mate. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you have a really good week. If you're going up to Borough next week, uh, enjoy it. Stay safe. Uh, and come on, you ours.
Keep 